Praise God, my brothers and sisters in the Lord. It's that special day. Amen. When Ian and I come into your homes, into your cell groups, into your churches perhaps, and we share God's word with you. It is a privilege for us to share the word of God with you. And this morning we're going to continue with our subject, marriage, with the emphasis of sex in the marriage. But before I do so, a quick word from Ian. Come in. Hi everyone. I hope that you are really enjoying our series on marriage. And um, by the way, I'm not married yet. I'm still single. I'm just trusting that God will bring the right lady into my life uh, in his timing. I'm sure there will be a lovely young lady out there for me. You may even be watching this video right now. Hallelujah! <laughs> but yeah, I'll just hand back to Joe. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Ian and I have wonderful times together around God's Word and the meal table just sharing uh, God's Word with each other. Now, our topic this morning is sex in the Christian marriage. Perhaps a better word we can use is lovemaking. Amen? So we're talking about lovemaking in the marriage this morning. Now, first and foremost, God has placed in every person that is both man and woman a sexual drive. It is a gift of God. This sexual drive that God has placed in each man and woman is to find expression in marriage as such. Now, let us turn to the Word of God and begin to have an understanding straight away of lovemaking sex in the marriage. And I think the appropriate scripture that we will turn to is found in Hebrews chapter 13. And that's the first part of it. Hebrews 13 uh, verse 4 says, Marriage is honorable in all, and the bed undefiled. Amen. So the purpose of marriage is to express the sexual act. The purpose of marriage is the union of man and woman in marriage. Marriage was ordained from God from the very beginning of the human race. We had read in Genesis how that Adam was created, how that he named all the animals, but looking to all the animals, there was no mate for Adam as such. And God said, it is not good that man be alone, and therefore I would create for him and help me. And you know what happened? From the side of Adam, after God had put Adam to sleep, God took out a rib, and from that rib, God created Eve, which means the mother of all living. And I shared with you this before. When Adam saw her, um, he said, flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. And in fact, we have a typographical error in the Bible. He says, I will call her woman. No, it wasn't meant to be woman, but wow, man. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. But she was flesh of his flesh and bone of his bone. 
She was his helpmate. God was the first marriage officer as such. Amen. And God said to Adam and Eve, replenish the earth, go and multiply. In other words, it was God's purpose that man, that his create, creation created in his image and likeness, that they inhabit the entire world, that they were to rule as such. And how were they to replenish the earth? But through the sexual act, go and multiply. And there's a verse that I love found in the book of Genesis. I haven't gone into depth about that word, but it's a powerful word. Genesis chapter 4, I think it is. I've got my big Bible this morning. And it says there, And Adam knew, he, knew Eve his wife, and she conceived. Amen. The thought there is this, is that Adam and Eve had had sex. Amen. They made love. And the result of their lovemaking was that a child was born. So the very act of lovemaking, the act of sex, was the means that God had created for man to multiply. Amen. Bless the Lord. So marriage is honorable. And the purpose of marriage is to reproduce and that of your own kind. Now, I've said it, I don't know if I said it in, these, in this series, but what we have to realize is this, that the honor that we have as, as the creation of God is that we are created in God's image and God's likeness. So we are a reflection of God. It's as if we are the mirror of God. It's as if God sees himself in you and I because we are created in his image and his likeness. Now God has also given you and I that self-same blessing. We reproduce after our own kind. God, amen, has reproduced after his own kind. Let me say that again. God has reproduced after his own kind. Man and woman are after the kind of God. They're God's image. Hallelujah. They are God's likeness. And God has given us this blessing as well. For we are able to reproduce after our own kind. Amen. Our children. Our daughters and sons are but a reflection of us. They are our image and our likeness. What an honor. What a blessing. And I think this is one of the greatest gifts that God has bestowed upon man. And that is to reproduce after one's own kind. Now, marriage was ordained by God. It was God that presented Eve to Adam. God was like the first marriage officer. And he gave Eve to Adam, saying to them, Be fruitful and multiply. Amen. The whole purpose of marriage was for man to multiply. Let's go to Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 6. Jeremiah 29 and verse 6. Take your wives... And beget sons and daughters, and take wives for your sons, 
and give your daughters to husbands that they may bear sons and daughters that they may be increased there and not diminished. This is clear. The purpose of marriage is for multiplication. It's for reproducing after one's own time. Now, what we also have to realize when it comes to marriage, not only was it ordained of God with the purpose of the procreation of the human race, marriage gives us the understanding that two shall become one. Two shall become one. Remember Adam said, she's bone of my bone, she's flesh of my flesh. Although God made them male and female, the Bible gives us the understanding that for this cause will a man leave his, the home of his parents and be one with his wife. They are one, one flesh. Now, let me say this. The world that you and I live in is a wonderful, beautiful world. And God had given the world to Adam and Eve. And you know because of sin, they lost dominion over the world. And Satan then had dominion. He's the prince of the power of the air. He rules this world at this point in time. And what we have to realize is this, that the whole purpose of the enemy, Satan, is but to destroy us. Uh, I, 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 I have an understanding, and you need not agree with me, but, you know, when Satan sees you and I, when, when Satan saw Adam and Eve, and even up to this day, when he sees you and I, born again, born again Christians, he's seen the reflection of God in you and I. And because God had uh, uh, thrown him out of heaven together with the third of the angelic hosts, his whole attitude towards God is, is but to destroy God's purposes in man. And you know, if you can't get the father, you get the son. If you can't get the man, you get the boy. So his way to, 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 to come up against God is to injure the creation of God. And that's God's sons and God's daughters. Now, this whole world, the whole system is against you and I. And it, it, it sometimes, we've got to be honest, a life can be very unpleasant here. But if it wasn't for God, I suppose we all throw the child in. But God has made it, uh, 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 um, how can I say, livable because of His grace and His presence in your life and in, and, and in my life. And it, it, it's hard raising a family. It's hard going to work. It just, it's just hard facing people who are up against you all the time. Their whole purpose is to bring you down. Life is not easy. And do you know, I am of the persuasion that this is why God has given you and I, that's why God has instilled in you and I, that sexual drive. God knows the power of the sexual drive. It's not only for, for satisfaction, self, and for the spouse as well. But do you know, I firmly believe that sex in marriage can be therapy. I firmly believe that, that, that good sex in a marriage breaks down stress. It, it, it brings relief. It brings releasement. 
And this is a gift of God. And that's why we ought to enjoy our husbands and our wives. That's why our sex life must be of a high standard. Amen? Now, let us see what the, the Word of God says about sex. Now, if let me say this. If God's going to be explicit, explicit and open about sex, then Christians, stop being religious. And let's be open with each other. Let's talk about the blessings of God. Let's hear what Proverbs 5 verse 18 says. Let thy fountain be blessed with the wife of thy youth. Oh, hallelujah. Let's go to Proverbs 5 verse 19. Let her breast, that's the breast of your wife, satisfy thee at all times. And be thou ravished always with her love. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Look how explicit God is about sex. He talks about the breast of a woman. And how that a husband needs to satisfy himself with the breast of his wife. God is speaking, not me. So don't get religious on me. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> All right. Let's hear what, what song, uh, song of songs, Solomon, song of songs says. Chapter 7. Let's go there. One of the most beautiful books about love. Song of Solomon, Song of Songs, and chapter 7, verse 6 to 12. And listen to the language of love. How fair and how pleasant art thou, O love, for delights. What are they saying? Oh, love for delights. The purpose of our love, our purpose of our union, is that we bring pleasure and delight for each other. Now, I said to you earlier on, the married bed is undefiled. I want to read that scripture again. How fair and how pleasant art thou, O love for delights. The bed, listen, between a husband and a wife, the acronym that God gave me, B-E-D, is this, bringing each other delight. And how do we bring each other delight? But through the sexual act, uh, act uh, through lovemaking. Amen? With each other and no one else. This is my stature, is like to be a palm tree and thy breast to clusters of grapes. I said I will go up to the palm tree, I will take hold of the boughs thereof. Now also thy breast shall be as clusters of the vine, and the smell of thy nose like apples. And the roof of thy mouth like the best wine for my beloved that goeth down sweetly, causing the lips of those that are asleep to speak. He's speaking here of romance. He's speaking of intimacy, fumbling, kissing, and caressing. The sexual act. I am thy beloved, and his desire is towards me. Come, my beloved. Let us go forth into the field. Let us lodge in the villages. Let us get up early to the vineyards. Let us see if the vine flourish, whether the ten pomegranates bud forth. And there will I give thee my love. The mandrakes give a smell. And at thy gates are all manner of pleasant fruits, new and old, which I have laid up for thee, O my beloved. Whew. 
That is very, very explicit. Amen. Let's go to so, uh, Song of Songs again. Verses 1-1. One, one. One, sorry. 1-4. One, Draw me. We will run after thee. The king hath brought me into his chambers. We will be glad and rejoice in thee. We will remember thy love more than wine. The upright love thee. Mm. Your love is better than wine. Let's go to verse 13. A bundle of myrrh is my, is my well-beloved unto me. He shall lie all night betwixt my breasts. There are many more verses. Let me just read it out to you and you can look it up. Chapter 2, verse 3 and 6. Verse 16, 17 of the same chapter. Chapter 4, verse 6. Let's read that. Until the daybreak and the shadows flee away, I will get me to the mountains of myrrh and to the hill of frankincense, the place of love. Now, sex is that union between a man and a woman. And sex, though it is a marital right, it's a blessing of God. It's never ever to be used as a reward or as punishment. Love making is never to be used as a reward or as punishment. Let's read 1 Corinthians 7.3. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. Now, the Bible gives us the understanding that husband has no power over his own body. The wife has no power over her body. Their bodies are meant for each other. They derive pleasure, contentment from each other. Verse 4 says of 1 Corinthians 7, Thy wife hath no power over her own body, but the husband. Verse 5 says, Defraud him not one the other, except it be with mutual consent for a time. Now, let us say that the husband or the wife wants to go on a spiritual fast. They can go, but do you know what? They have to get permission that while I'm on the fast, darling, no sex, please. <laughs> because they don't own each other's body. Their body is owned by their spouse. They are one together as such in the Lord. Now, marriage is, 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 is a gift of God. And then last but not least, husbands should treat their wives with honor and love and not just as sexual objects. Sex is of God. You know what 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 4 and 5 says, Possess your wife in honor, not, not in the lust of concupiscence, I can't even pronounce it, excessive desire. Possess your wife in honor, not in the lust of excessive desire. In other words, your purpose, loving your wife, coming together, is just not with the sexual act. You love her. But thank God, the sexual act is the blessing of the marriage. It's what makes you one. It's what keeps you together as husband and wife. Amen. I just gave you a brief outline of what God has to say 
about, about sex in the marriage. Um, the next teaching I'm going to give you is some suggestions towards how you can enjoy your marriage relationship. I um, waited upon the Lord and God spoke to me and I've written all these things down. Uh, I will say that once again, I'm not an, an authority on the subject, but God spoke and I will heed what God has said and I will share it with you. And I trust that your marriage will be a blessing both to your husband and to your wife. You will always be joined together and that you will enjoy each other. And remember this one thing, that this gift that God has given you and I, the sexual drive, is so powerful that it can rid us of all life's problems for that time and that moment. When you're making love and having sex with your life's partner, the problems of life diminish as you experience true oneness. God bless you and God keep you. Amen.